John 14 and 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Praise God. Boy, it's pretty simple, ain't it? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So I just want to preach a little while. If you love him, amen. If you really love him, set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I love you, God. You've been good to this church. <laughs> oh, you've helped us, God. You've blessed us. Every way we turn, God, you kept your hand on us. You put a hedge around us, God. Oh, we have nothing but praise for you, God, when we think of all that you have done. Come on, why don't you just praise him in this house right now? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going over. We're not going under. Hallelujah. Don't it feel good to be on the winning side? Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'm going to preach. Everybody say, if you love him. Does anybody in this room really, 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 really love him? Amen. Praise God. We got every reason to love him. We have no reason to not love him. And he simply said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Praise God. What a way to show God you love him is to just keep his commandments. 1 John 4 and 8 says... He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is, everybody say love. If you don't love, then you don't even know who God is. If you're full of hatred, you don't even know who God is. Amen. But if you know who God really is, you're going to have love in your heart. Romans 5 and 8, I hope that you're going to let me just teach you a little Bible study tonight. Amen. I just want to feed you the Word of God for a little while. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God commendeth His love toward us. Everybody say, toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It means He didn't do something for somebody that was doing something for Him. He did something for somebody who was doing nothing for him. He did something for people who didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, Come on, I'm going to preach about love in this room tonight. Uh, Hallelujah. While you were a sinner, Jesus Christ died for you. When you were doing just the opposite of what this good book says to do, he died for you. Amen. If you understood the depths of his love, you wouldn't be pouting tonight. Uh, You wouldn't have a bad spirit tonight. Uh, You'd be saying, oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, I'm glad you ain't like me, God. Uh, I'm glad you love me. Amen. By getting on that cross and laying down his life, you know what he was doing? He was denying himself. Well, hallelujah. When he said, let this cup pass from me, well, praise God, ain't nobody else going to do it. So, nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. It'd be wonderful if the whole church of God would just make up their mind. Uh, Hey, I'm not waiting to see if somebody else does God's will. I'm going to do it whether I like it or not. I want to do it if it's convenient or not. I want to do it if I feel like it or not. Come on, I wish somebody would clap their hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, when he was on that cross, he was denying himself. He was denying his own flesh. 
Amen. If any man will come after Jesus, what do you got to do? Everybody say, we got to deny ourselves. That means we can't give ourselves everything we want. That means we can't say everything we want. That means we can't act every way we want to. Uh, that means we can't dress every way we like to. Uh, that, that means we don't huff and puff everything we like. But you got to deny yourself first of all and then pick up your cross. And began to follow after Jesus. Amen. When he was giving us his life on the cross, what he was doing, he was showing us that unbelievable mercy. Amen. Unbelievable mercy. Where did it come from? It came from a heart of love. Amen. I, I, <laughs> I want to preach about this tonight. Amen. I want people to love one another. Amen. I want you to love the people in your family. I want you to love the people in your church. I want you to love people of light, precious faith, even though they may go to a different church than you go to. Amen. I just want you to learn to love people. Amen. The natural tendency is to hate people and talk about people and gossip about people. That's the works of the flesh. Well, you got to get out of the works of the flesh if you're going to please God. You got to get out of the works of the flesh if you ever want to make it to heaven someday. Uh, amen. You got to learn to love people. Amen. This is, uh, this is a, 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 a sentence, a phrase, terminology, whatever you want to call it, that my pastor coined and, and he said you got to learn how to love the unlovable. Four amens. Amen. This Bible talks about don't give a gift to somebody you know is going to give you a gift back. If you want God to bless you. He said give a gift to somebody you know you ain't going to get nothing back from them. And your heavenly father will pay you back. Hey, love somebody. They may not ever love you back. Well, they're not nice to me. Well, it don't matter if they're nice or not. Uh, we're going to love everybody. Uh. Man, I love this word of God. 411 years ago, I guess it would be in 1611 when the King James Version was translated from Greek into English, they used the word Charity in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, but they translated charity from the Greek word agape, which you know means love. So nobody will get offended if I say love, right? When I'm reading the Bible, I'm not trying to change the meaning of the King James Version. But after 400 years, words do change, and you need to keep up with what words mean, or you won't know what this book means. I want to read to you 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, beginning in the fourth verse. The Bible says charity or love suffereth long. Praise God. That's what love does. It just uh, it makes you bite your tongue for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Getting kind of quiet here already. Love suffereth a long time. Love will make you be quiet when you love to go off. Well, you don't understand my family. This is how we deal with stuff. Let me tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, you got a new family. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get a new culture. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get a new name. It's called Jesus. When you get the Holy Ghost, you just... You start acting like the family God does. The family God suffereth long. And the Bible says, and is kind. Well, we're just kind of cranky people. Well, you need to change. Praise God. Amen. I, I hope you know I'm not just, uh, well, never mind. I'm preaching to everybody, including the preacher. 
Amen. Love is kind to people. Well, they're not nice. It don't matter. There was not a stipulation. It said charity is kind. When they go, you go, well, praise God. If you'd quit flipping out every time they go, they'd quit going. Well, about to tell my rabbit story. About to tell my rabbit story. When I was growing up, my mom would take me to Magic Springs. They didn't have all them fancy rides. They had a few. One of the most funnest things they had was a cage full of rabbits. You put a quarter in there and they would start dancing. No, chickens, I'm sorry. Chickens would start dancing. About that time, the food would come out. Praise God. So what would you do? you just put another quarter in there. Or probably a nickel, I imagine, what it was. And they'd dance. And when you threw dancing, they'd get some food. And it was so fun to watch it. It's like you controlled them. Like you could just do one little thing and they would go berserk. Praise God. You, know, you ain't got to run the aisles. I'm just talking about love right now. You know, I love, love says I'm going to suffer a long time. Put all the quarters you want into me. I'll just pay tithes on them and go buy me some new shoes with everything you put in. Hallelujah. I'll just take what the devil meant for evil. I'll turn it into good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Love envieth not. That means love is not envious. Man, if you got an envious, envious spirit, you don't have a spirit of love. A pastor said everybody wants you to do good, just not too good. <laughs> Everybody's happy about your raises as long as you make less than they do. <laughs> They're like, praise God, you got $3 raise. And then when yours goes over theirs, praise God. Well, everybody's excited about your revival as long as your church is smaller than their church. <laughs> hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. I'm talking about love. Love vaunteth not itself. That means love is not a boaster. Love does not try to make a big display of what one is or what they've done or what they know. That's not love. That's pride. Love is not puffed up. Praise God. That means inflated with pride or arrogant. It doth not behave itself unseemly. That means indecent or uncomely. That means outside of the accepted norms. Amen. Love is reserved. Love doesn't is not the Maybelline woman that wants attention. Love is not the GQ man that wants attention. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> they always preach about the women, I thought. What about the men that their pants are so tight? Hey, we used to make fun of a guy. Not Forgive me. We used to make fun of a guy named Pee Wee Herman. He died yesterday is what somebody told me. Because he wore pants so tight, his suit was so tight. Skinny pants. Pee-wee, we made fun of him. Then lo and behold, Pentecost became Pee-wee. Well, hallelujah. 
That's not love. Love tries to stay within boundaries. People that are full of love, they're not trying to draw attention to themselves. Love seeketh not her own. In other words, it's not all about themselves. Well, hallelujah. Somebody that loves, it's not all about them. Have you ever been around somebody that always complaining? You're not treating me right. You're not acting toward me. You're not spending enough time with me. You're not calling me. You're not me. Me. You're... I don't really know anybody like that. I'm just prophesying. You may know somebody. When somebody is all about them, and if they get everything they want, the world's right. But if they don't have what they want, everything's wrong. That's not the love of God. It's just the opposite of denying yourself and taking up your cross and following after God. Come on, I hope you're going to be able to take the word of God tonight. I want this church to be a great church. Amen. In order to be a great church, it's made up of great people. Amen. Love is not easily provoked. It's not a chicken. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say what you want to say. Thank the Lord. You know how you respond the way people treat you tells a lot about what's inside of you more than what is about them. Amen. Be careful about people that always want to tell you everything about everybody. Because when you leave, they're going to tell everybody about you. So I just, when they telling me, I just, I sure didn't know that. Let's call them and get a, a verification. <laughs> I love everybody and everybody loves me. Amen. It's not easily provoked. That means somebody that has the spirit of love. They're not going to get all fired up about dumb stuff. When every little thing becomes a big thing to you, it's not love that's inside of you. It's probably not anything of God that's inside of you. It's something bad. Just... That's not love. When they were poking on Jesus and beating him and whipping him and pushing a crown of thorns and spitting in his face and mocking him. and Did he say... I'm fixing to get up. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one last whipping before I get on this cross. No, because he had the love of God in him. And he said, Father, for, he didn't even call them a name. He didn't say, forgive these idiots. <laughs> he just said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. You know what, I, I just think he was thinking, if these people ever get the Holy Ghost, these are going to be some on fire saints right here. These are going to be some devil stompers. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not easily provoked. It thinketh no evil. Well, hallelujah. It thinketh no evil. That means, that doesn't mean a, a thought never comes to your mind, but you got to know what to do with thoughts. We've got the precedent is set. Amen. It means bring it into captivity. No thought comes into your mind. It don't mean you're a nutcase and a nut job and an evil person. You just, you just take that thought and say, is this thought obedient to Christ? If it's not obedient to Christ, you're going to jail. And you put it into captivity. Unto the obedience of Christ. Let me tell you something. You keep putting them thoughts in jail, they'll, they'll go somewhere where they don't get put in jail. That's where we want to get to. Amen. Where the devil knows he's wasting his time. Giving you your old things you used to do when you were in the world. 
Man, I'm trying to get somewhere. Love rejoiceth not in iniquity. But it rejoiceth in the truth. Amen. When somebody's preaching about you got to love people. Amen. Amen. People that love truth, they're going to be fired up. People that don't like truth, they're going to be saying, will he ever get done? Amen. I'm going to be done as soon as the Lord calls me home. Love beareth all things. Love believeth all things. Ain't that beautiful? Somebody that's got a spirit of love in them, when you show them it, they just believe it. Well, hallelujah. Well, it's good preaching right here. Love. Love hopeth all things. Love endureth all things. Amen. You get a spirit of love, you're going to make it. Charity or love never faileth. Everybody say it never fails. Love will never fail. Prophecies, they shall fail. I don't want to offend anybody. Amen. I know a lot of people have had a lot of prophecies prophesied over them. But let me tell you what this book says. If the prophecy comes true, that was a prophet. And if it don't, they ain't. This book says prophecies will fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Ain't it wonderful when people grow up? (laughs) But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, or faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Praise God. If you can ever get it down deep in your spirit, I am going to be a person of love. Let me tell you, I, you will make it all the way. If you get a spirit of love down deep inside, you're not going to be the offended one. You're not going to be the backslider. You're not going to be the one that trips up. Love never fails. Love will carry you through the gate of heaven. If you need anything today, is to get rid of all the anger out of your spirit, all the malice, all the bitterness, and say, God, replace it with love. What a perfect description of love. Amen. God loves us. Think about what I just read and how God wants us to love each other. And think about how much more he would love us than what he would expect out of us. If he's saying if you love, you're not going to get puffed up. If you love, you're not going to be easily provoked. Praise God. How much more will the God of heaven who is love be patient and merciful and tender towards people? If you want to feel God closer than you've ever felt him, start loving people. I'm not talking about people that do stuff for you. I'm talking about a genuine love for just 
humanity. Boy, I feel the love of God in this house right now. Hallelujah. Amen. How much more would God love us if he expects us to love one another? Amen. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you God don't love you and God's through with you and God don't want you. Tell you you'd be consumed already if he didn't love you. You'd be a pile of ashes right now if he didn't love you. But he loves you and he's merciful towards you. So you know what you need to learn how to say when the enemy comes your way and says, God, don't love you. You ought to just whatever, just just shut up. Would you please shut up? Would you get thee behind me, Satan? You are an offense to me. Amen. Thank God for his wonderful love. Thank God he never gave up on us. Thank God when you were in a mess and sin and stumbled and fell and made mistakes. And well, I hope I ain't preaching to the self-righteous church tonight. Somebody ought to thank him and never gave up on you. You ought to thank him and kept on pulling on you. Thank you, G. Come on, let's love him together. Hallelujah, amen. He loves us. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Amen. Love doesn't get any greater than what Jesus Christ did on that cross that day for everyone. That was the pinnacle of what love is. Amen. It doesn't get any greater. Everybody say it doesn't get any greater. It doesn't get any deeper. It doesn't get any better. Amen. That a man would lay down his life for his friends. Now just a few verses ago I read he died for you while you were yet a sinner. Which means while you were a sinner, he was still calling you his friend. Which means he saw not what you were, but he saw what you could be. He was looking in future tense uh, what you were going to be when he put his spirit down deep inside of you. Come on, let's love him together. Amen. Everybody say God loves us. Now comes the hard part sometimes is that we have to learn how to reciprocate that love. How awful would it be to have a one-way relationship where you love somebody and they didn't love you back? Man, that usually don't work very well. That's why half of our marriages end up in divorce. A lot of churches, it's about 50% also. But we're going to preach about love right here. Hallelujah. Matthew 22, the Bible said, Then one of them, which was a lawyer. My Lord, you got to watch out for them lawyers. No, you don't. (laughs) Praise God. Asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. With all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That means you got to love him every way you can think of. Amen. You got to love him with everything that's within you. And he said this is the first. Everybody say the first. And everybody say the great commandment. The first and the great one, that means the greatest one is what we would say. The, the most important one is that we got to love God with all of our heart. Praise God. Praise God. We got to love him with all of our heart. All of our soul and all of our mind. First and great commandment, praise God. That wasn't too bad. And the second is like unto it. It's almost like it. Similar. 
Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Praise God. Ooh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Kind of easy to love God because he's sure been good to us. But then he said the second one's just like the first one. It's just a different person. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Just like you love yourself, you've got to love your neighbor. Praise God. Did a man ever hate himself? Probably not. <laughs> Amen. When he gets hungry, what does he do? He feeds himself. Praise God. When he wants to go deer hunting, what does he do? He goes deer hunting. When she wants to go shopping, what does she do? Why? Because they love themselves. They want a new pair of shoes, what do they do? Buy a new pair of shoes. They ain't got money, what do they do? Because they love themselves. Amen. When they mess up, what do they do? They hide it from everybody else. Because they love themselves. When they say something they shouldn't say, they go, ooh. I'm not going to post that on Facebook. Because I love myself. (laughs) Amen. When they make a mistake, I'm not putting that on Instagram. Why? Because you love yourself. (laughs) And Jesus said, praise God. Hallelujah. Love your neighbor just like you love yourself. Come on, we're going to take it to a new level. You want to see revival? You want God to use you? Get a spirit of love down deep inside of you. Get the bitterness out of your heart. Replace it with a spirit of love. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to tell you if there if there ends up being a bunch of apostolics in the lake of fire, it probably won't be uh, superficial things. It'll probably be things deep down inside. Amen. Because apostolics have a way of trying to cover the inside with the outside. Amen. I, I love outward holiness as much as anybody does. I believe a man ought to dress like a man, a woman ought to dress like a woman. And I believe we all ought to cover up. <laughs> Amen. I I don't think people should have to turn their head when you keep from being blinded. Amen. I I believe in outward holiness. I believe men ought to have short hair. I believe women ought to let their hair grow. And the reason why it was given to them for a covering. Uh, They got power on their head because of the angels. Uh, Amen. I, I believe every bit of it. I love it with all of my heart. Uh, Amen. Uh, Amen, I'm the biggest advocate of of outward holiness. Uh, Amen, I I don't, you'll never even see my elbows. People say, well, you're overboard. Well, I think I'm underboard. Uh, Amen, I say, why why do you think like that? Well, this is what I think. I studied that book right there. And when Adam and Eve sinned and they put fig leaves on them, just use your imagination. Amen. A fig leaf suit probably would be kind of distracting to people. Amen. So God got animal skins. And when you look up the Hebrew word, it was tunics. Amen. God put a tunic on the first man and first woman. You study Hebrew tunics and it was always below and below. There's places in Jerusalem today you cannot go if your joints are showing Amen. It's just, they adhere to, amen, what the Bible said, the, the original covering. They, they, never, they never moved an inch from it. And I, and I believe every bit of it. But I don't want it all to cover up. I don't want custom suits and 
What is them feather fly dresses? To cover up a heart that ain't right. I don't want it to cover up hatred down deep inside for your fellow man. I want us to be as beautiful on the inside as we are on the outside. I want our spirit to be as beautiful as our covering is. I want our heart to be as beautiful as our adornment is. Man, I love this word. We got to love people. Praise God. I said we got to love people. I said we got to love people. Don't get so out of balance one way in it. That you think you're going to make it to heaven by overcompensating in one area of your life. Well, I read the Bible every year. Well, thank God you do. Man, but does it, does it turn out to be those two great commandments? Because Jesus said all the law and the prophets hang on those two things. I don't know if y'all got it. The first and the greatest is you got to love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And the second is just like it. You got to love your neighbor just like you love yourself. And then he said, All the law and the prophets hang on these two things. I believe the New Testament, when they rebuked and talked about ornamentation, you'll never catch me with an ornament on my finger, around my neck, on my toes, on my ankles. You will never catch me with an ornament. I don't want ornamentation on this platform. I don't want ornamentation on the pew. Amen. I'm going to stand for everything that's right. But at the end of the day, uh, you can be as pure and as holy uh, as the righteous one in Revelation. uh, And you can have a heart that don't like people. uh, You can have an attitude that hates people, uh, that blows up on people, uh, that's puffed up on people. uh, And you'll go to hell like everybody else. Come on. Come on, let's take it to another level right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you preaching about? Preaching about if you don't love people, you're in trouble with God. Man. Well, I feel like you're tired of taking my advice, so I'm going to get back into the scripture now. 1 John 4 and 20 says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. And there's another scripture back there that says, All liars will have their place in the lake of fire. You cannot love God whom you've never seen and hate your brother whom you have seen. Let me tell you, we're not talking about people that are worthy to be loved. We're not talking about people that's never done you wrong. I'm not, I'm not talking about people that got a burr under the saddle for you or you got under their skin or they got under your skin. I'm not... I'm talking about everybody. Praise God. Well, they're just not my personality type. You ain't got to marry them. But you do got to love them. You ain't got to take them home with you. You ain't got to give them your paycheck. But you do got to love them. You You ain't got to travel the world with them. Hallelujah. But you do got to love him. How can he love God whom he hath not seen? 
How can someone love God whom they've never seen and yet hate their brother? The Bible says that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Ain't nobody ran the aisles yet, but we're going to keep on going. So if we love God, we got to love people. 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love. Oh, Lord. 1 Corinthians 13 won't let you be jealous in love at the same time. It won't let you love people and then try to abuse people at the same time. Praise God. I hope this is good. This is, this is what I was raised on. Preaching that gets down in your DNA. Praise God. That'll change you. Hallelujah. 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 I hope y'all can let me keep on for a little bit. Man, praise God. There's a big difference between what you lust after and what you love. Because lust wants to be fulfilled. And love wants to fulfill. Listen to me. In a dysfunctional world, that don't know how to love. In a dysfunctional world where they've never felt love, we have to be love. They've been taught to fulfill what you want. And this book teaches you, you be the one that fulfills parts of people's lives. Love wants to help he said this is how you'll know my disciples not because they're trying to take away from one another not because they're trying to slander one another but because they love one another you'll know they're mine because they love one another Come on, let's love Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for families to love one another. Hallelujah. Praise God. To learn. Think about this. Families learning how to love one another. This is how we always did it. You know, in our own little clan. We could beat each other up. But we wasn't going to let you do it. Amen. The day I came home and the neighbor was jumping on my brother. Oh, I couldn't wait to get over and wear that dude out. We whooped that kid. Sent him packing. We was probably fighting 10 minutes later. Praise God. When I was a child, I spake as a child. When I was a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, when I became a Christian, when I became a spiritual big boy, Well, this is good right here. It's time we quit devouring one another. 
and start loving one another. You know what? Why don't everybody for one minute stand up and you need to clap. It's time for families to quit devouring one another and start loving one another. Somebody ought to run the aisles. Well, praise God. About 90% men running the aisles. 10% women. Praise God. It's about time. Families quit devouring one another and start loving one another. Shame on people. That would try to tear down a family member. Sit down for five minutes, my Lord. Shame on husband and wives. Maybe I'll look this way and preach a while. Ain't that a good job? Sister Lila did that. Praise God. Amen. Husbands and wives ought to love one another. They ought to be the partnership without any other partners. Well, they ought to love one another. Love suffereth long. Well, <laughs> love shuts its mouth when they walk right by the trash can to see it full. And don't grab it. And they kick the shoes off in the hallway. And you trip over them. Love suffereth long. Praise God. Did I turn the organ on? It's the Lord. Praise God. Can I be honest with you? Your, your spouse should be your best friend. tell you something else anything your spouse would say to you that could be damaging should never be repeated to anybody it is none of their business you ain't got a friend in your husband or wife you ain't even got a friend well, hallelujah. Well, it's getting tight now. I should have started with this. Praise God. You ought to be the biggest defender of your spouse. Somebody says something about your spouse, you should not go along with them. You ought to say, huh? You're barking up the wrong tree. I don't care if it's your brother, your sister-in-law, your in-law, your mom-in-law, your mama, your daddy, your cousin. It ain't nobody's business what a husband and wife talk about in private conversation. Boy, it's getting good now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, praise God, hallelujah. Boy, thank the Lord, praise God. You, you, you let me tell you why this is important. If, your, mouth, if your, your spouse can't even trust your mouth, you ain't got a marriage and if there ain't no marriages in the church, we ain't got a church. 
Our church is no stronger than the marriages and the families that make it up. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I know there's times there's people you need to talk to, but listen to me. They don't love them like you love them. They'll form an opinion of them that you don't have. See, you'll love them 10 minutes later. And all they're going to think about from now till eternity is the little skirmish y'all have. If you need somebody to talk to, a woman or whatever, this little lady in the blue dress on the front row, she ain't going to tell you business to nobody. This guy right here, he ain't going to tell you business to nobody. And what messes it up is when one tells somebody else and they tell somebody else and 25 people got an opinion of your wife now. I don't know why I'm preaching this, but I'm preaching it. We need to learn how to work things out. You need to remember the vows that you made. You said, I do. You couldn't wait to say, I do. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. I'm preaching now. What about parents that? Love their children. Praise God. Don't talk about your children to other people. They don't love your kids like you do. But they don't even know what your kids have been through. They have no idea the life. That... Why would you want them to form an opinion of your child? That's not accurate. Amen, praise God. Boy, it's getting quiet and tight and right. Everybody say, I love everybody. And everybody loves me. By loving everybody, listen to this. You are fulfilling the second greatest commandment of all. If you just made up your mind right now, I'm going to love everybody. The second greatest commandment in all the universe. Amen, that's right. The universe. You would be compliant. <laughs> and then, praise God. Boy, it just gets better and better. And the first commandment was love the Lord with all your heart. Second commandment was love everybody. And then he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. <laughs> so when he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, that was a commandment. So when you start doing the commandments, that shows you love God. <laughs> so when you start loving people, not only are you doing the second greatest commandment in all the universe... You're doing the greatest commandment in all the You're saying, I'm going to love people whether they love me or not. Hallelujah. Amen. My Lord, I got so much to preach and it is so late. Hallelujah. Amen. If you love God, you are going to keep his commandments. Amen. If you love him, you're going to love your brother. If you love him, you're going to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and you're going to quit touching the unclean thing. Amen. When you start realizing my obedience is an expression of love towards God, you won't struggle with obedience anymore. When you realize the life that I'm living is because I love 
I'm not doing this because somebody preached it to me. I'm not doing this because somebody making me live like this. I'm doing this because I love God. I'm being obedient because while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Give me five minutes. Amen. And, and I'll give it back to you Sunday morning, Lord willing. Tell you, when, when, when you love somebody, it changes you. <laughs> if it don't change you, you don't love them. Praise God. I always tell men, if you marry a good woman, they will refine you. (laughs) Take the rough edges off of you. When you love somebody, you change because you want to please them. If you don't want to please them, you don't love them. But when you love somebody, that's your desire. Is you want to please them. That's the definition of love you want to please them and in order to please them a lot of times you got to change stuff (laughs) you get married you you thought you was in love you were just in rut (laughs) but you figure out what love is by what they like getting quiet in here now man praise God Getting quiet in the house. Hey Amen. If you don't, man, if you're just like, well, bless God. Ain't locking or lumping. Whatever. That ain't what love is. Man, God loves you and He wants to please you. The Bible said He wants to give you the desires of your heart. When two people get married, if, if, if they don't have a desire to make each other happy, they're not in love. They may be married for convenience and to double their income or whatever. But they ain't in love. Because when you're in love, you want to please them. Praise God. When you read this Bible and you realize what God likes and you don't do it, you're not in love. You may be in the relationship to get what you can get. But you ain't in it because you love them. A lot of people followed him for the fishes and the loaves. The buffets. But there was a few did it because they loved him. Praise the Lord. Boy. Women are scared to say amen. Men are scared to say amen. <laughs> Praise God. You can go back and watch the video later. You missed something. Praise God. I'm almost done, I promise you. Luke 18, he tells a parable. This is what he says at the beginning of the parable. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not faint. Saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God neither regarded man. And I ain't going to read the whole story. He tells a big long parable about, about the unjust judge. Why? Because he wanted to tell you he wants you to pray. And when you read the story and you realize he, he wants me to pray. And I love him. It changes the reason you go to prayer meeting. Praise Praise the Lord. Maybe I should stop. He tells the whole parable, but at the beginning he tells you the topic sentence. I'm telling you this parable because I want people to pray and not ever quit praying. Somebody that loves him. It ought to click in their mind 
The one I love wants me to always pray and not faint. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray and not faint. I'm not doing it to get a miracle. I'm doing it because I love him. Amen. Stand together with me. I'm going to spare you some parables. I'm out of time, my Lord. I didn't think I had anything to preach tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why don't you lift your hands to the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you just love on him right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said in this Bible that obedience is better than sacrifice. Man, you could do all these things. For God, you can pay the new church off. You could go do whatever great things for the kingdom of God. But this book said he he would rather you just be obedient. Of all the exploits you may desire to do, and everybody wants to do great things for God, and I understand that. Let me tell you what God wants first and foremost. He's just looking for somebody obedient. Why? Because your obedience shows that you love Him. Amen. You know the desire you have. Everyone has a desire of affirmation. Everybody wants to be loved. Do you know where you got that from? You didn't get it from the devil. It's an attribute of God. He's love. He wants to be loved. And this is how you show him you love him. It's when you see something in that book. You may not like it. I didn't say make you happy. I said if you see it and you think, I love him. And because I love him, I'm going to be obedient to what that book says. Your relationship with God is about to go to a new level. I want some people to pray right now. Come on, I... So many little scriptures talking about this, the little foxes that ruin everything. Spoil the vine. You know what? I, I wish some people that struggle with maybe just some little things. I, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody because everybody struggles. Everybody's got a flesh. But if you want God to help you, I want you to come around this front. And I hope everybody comes. Because we all need him. Hallelujah. Come on, and I want you to pray. If you really love him, I want you to start working on stuff. If you cannot my son, if you really love him, I wonder if there's anything in your spirit. <laughs> Come on, let God purify.
Come on, let a spirit of love come upon you. I want to live. Just pray the way He wants, he wants me, me to live. I want to give. <laughs> I want to love Oh yes love to you. There's just no Just no more love I could never Never oh. Come on pray Pray change me God 